What it do, DMV? It is episode 48 of Chirpin' DMV, local puck talk here. We're uh, getting to the end of most of these local seasons, so we're getting to the end of two episodes a week. It's going to be all caps uh, in a couple weeks here once we finish up with juniors and finish up with uh, some college hockey. So a little special edition episode for you today. We've got three interviews. Uh, it's championship episode week. Um, we're talking all championships in the DMV here. High school hockey, all four leagues are done. And we have the Maryland Heroes Hockey League, D.C. Fire Champs on today. So we're going to go through them all. So we'll start with the high school stuff. We'll start with the MAPHL. I think we mentioned it last week on last week's show that the Landon Bears, they go on a run. They win three straight games, all 3-2, all in overtime. Um, they just <laughs> – it's a hell of a – it's a hell, it was a hell of a run for the Bears. And we've got uh, Coach Erickson on. Uh, to break down game by game and that run that the Landon Bears uh, went on. So without further ado, let's kick it over to him. All right, we now welcome back on Coach Dave Erickson from the now MAPHL champion Landon Bears. Coach, congratulations. Uh, how you doing? Uh, doing <laughs> couldn't be better right now, Matt. Thank you for yeah, asking. Love to hear it. So yeah, kind of a kind of a storybook season there. You get the IAC championship, you get the MAPHL championship, and the way you won the MAPHL. We'll kind of take it game by game here. So we'll start with O'Connell. That's a 3-2 overtime win. Kind of take us through that game and how everything unfolded there. Boy, I mean, that that was quite a, um, you know, they play us really tough. Um, you know, it's just, it's a great matchup for them. Probably not a great one for us. They're, they're a gritty club. They do not quit. And, you know, we were we were 22 seconds away from going into a shootout. And who knows what, what would have happened at that right. point. But um, it was a great up and down game. I mean, teams, uh, you know, the, the two squads played tooth and nail. And, um, you know, it was just a, it was a five minute overtime. So um, and that all depended on how much ice time was left in the given slot. And we only had time to play a five minute or so. Um, and I really did feel that. Towards the, you know, we outshot them maybe almost two to one, but that that didn't really tell the whole story. Their, their goaltender was outstanding. They had some 10-bell chances on their own, and I thought they had some real good opportunities in the third period to actually um, to, to actually break through and, and take a lead uh, against us. And so that was, um, you know, we, we were pretty fortunate to escape, you know, with that, with that overtime victory. The, their goaltender, I, I just, you know, my heart broke for him. He just played his tail off. Right. And then so you get to the semifinals, and it's the, the familiar foe, which Georgetown Prep again after, you know, a solid kind of commanding victory for you guys in that IAC championship game. And then this one, again, a second straight OT game, <laughs> seemingly the same exact score. So, I mean, take us through that one. Yeah, you know, they, um, you know, we didn't expect it to be anything similar to the IAC championship right. I mean, they're just, they're, they're too well coached. Coach Dander, um, really, he has them play a solid, you know, a solid, uh, you know, a solid game plan. They've got some dynamite players. Um, you know, one of the top guys in, in the area, in, um, Mr. Chaconis. And, you know, they, they came out and they built a 1-0 lead on us um, there. And, you know, things just didn't seem to quite be going our way. And uh, it was one I didn't even see until I watched on Huddle. Um, our, our game time goal was, um, was a, was a, a junior named Kyle Radder and he got a puck and, you know, we, we had told him like this, the, the goaltender likes to leave his glove side open because he's got a tremendous glove and he would just eat up our guys. Every time we, it seemed like every time we shot to the, to his glove, he just, he just, you know, t- it was no problem for him right. and, and Kyle. 
um, instead of going glove side, he went um, he went to the top shelf on the blocker side. And it wasn't until I watched the game a day or so later, uh, so you could see. So we had tough sight lines there in Laurel, and I, you know, from the from the huddle, you could see across the way. And I didn't realize that Kyle had gone in on the four check, played his man, knocked separated him from the puck, knocked him over, and then when the turnover happened. He had that much clear space where he could then just wheel around the top of the circle and, and bury a goal. And then we got another one, I want to say maybe a minute and a half, no, no more than two minutes later, um, uh, a defenseman jumping in on the rush, a guy named Jay Lodges, who, um, you know, that's something we preach. We like to get our defensemen involved in the rush. And he came down and there was a rebound and he banged it home. And next thing you know, we, we, we were up with a two to one lead. And then it was the same story. I mean, both uh, O'Connell, we carried a lead in the third period and, and, and you know, they, they tied it up with a real gutsy effort. And so did, uh, so did prep. And, you know, that game was a little bit different because we had too much time left over. It was a 10 minute overtime right. um, rather, rather than a five. And had it been a five minute overtime, we would have gone into a shootout. We scored with maybe three and a half minutes left. So, that extra minute and a half that we were able to, you know, to, to keep playing without it having to end really, um, you know, it, it really served us well. And it was, uh, it was our captains that came through. I mean, I, our, our senior captain, Joey Graham, back checked his player from one end of the ice all the way down to literally right next to our cage, sprung, sprung free our defenseman who slid a nice path to assistant captain, um, Ryan Giles, who was the IAC player of the year. And he came down, cut across and just launched one that went back against the green again, blocker side. You could hear it ping off the post and, mm-hmm. and it was just bedlam. <laughs> you love to see it. So it's two games in and then you get to that championship and you're playing against, you know, arguably seemingly the most dominant team uh, in the area the entire season oh, yeah. in St. John's. And they get to the championship after a first round loss last year. You know, they're playing with a chip on your on their shoulder and you can think, well, how could this be any different from the last two games? Well, it's not. <laughs> it's another it's another <laughs> OT thriller. It's another three to two wins. I mean, again, take us through that one. I mean, this one for the championship. Yeah, and, and you know that we those two teams, you know, we match up well with. I think the two teams we just match up well. Um, you know, both teams have great depth. Both teams have some great scoring. I thought it was a, a real shame. Um, I think the boy's name was, was it Quinn Kennedy, the, their their yeah, player, the that was, who, who no, was out. That yeah, and that's just you, you never like to see that. And I just you know I just felt so badly for the poor boy because he's such a tremendous player. Um, and so you know it was a it, very very tight contest. Um, we scored a couple of goals in the second period. Um, again, Ryan Gale came through with another goal in the second period. Um, and so again, we carried a two goal lead into the third period, but they have got a tremendous power play. Right. And we only had, we only had one penalty the whole game. And sure enough, they cashed in on it um, with only about four four minutes gone or so in the third. And boy, you know, you never like to look up at your stands at the 58 second mock. Right. <laughs> right. Green. You think your kids jumping up and down, thinking there's a championship in them. It's a, yeah, right. I just had a, a, a sinking feeling that Coach Marinari was drawing up something pretty clever over there. Right. And, um, and sure enough, you know they, they battled. They got they got pucks to the net. A kid swatted the puck out of the air, and then their fella curled around the net and and, and knocked on the rebound with with just under was it 14 seconds to play and. I just the wind completely went on the bar. The momentum is just completely oh, swung. Exactly, our student section went 
deathly silent. Um, and then, you know, so the, the, the period ends and you can see, you know, with, again, with the huddle, you can see, you know, their guys are up, they're excited, et cetera. And as you probably have seen, like a lot of teams, they stand up and they bang the boards at right. the beginning of every period. And gosh, man, I'd say about half our guys are up and they're banging and they're, but boy, there were some guys that you could just tell I mean, they, they were kind of just leaning on the boards and kind of trying to bang their sticks. And it's really difficult to refocus right, after right. that. And then, you know, as last time we spoke, I mean, we're very fortunate with that pure goal scorer, Will Lawrence. I mean, he put the team on his back. We, we created a turnover at our at our uh, defensive blue line. Uh, sophomore Kareem Alizem picked off a puck, skated up ice, curled across the blue, fed Will, and um, what an athletic play because the puck was bouncing. Yeah, and so I, it kind of looks like he just swings at it and finds its way in. Well, at first, so it was sort of bouncing over his stick. And then what's subtle, and again, I had to watch it twice, I realized he kicked the puck back up to his stick and then swatted it back against the grain. So he never even had, like, really full control of that puck right. as, as he cut across the tops of the circles. And it was just an athletic move, the type of thing that, you know, real special players are able to do. And, um, and boy, what a turnaround. I mean, you, that, that's that's a 30-second turnaround, you know, from, from them tying it up to, to then us managing sure. to get that victory and um it was real nice when we had a terrific turnout from you know from our student body uh, obviously the parents were there but the kids were out in droves um you know there, there were a couple of different buses and vans that brought underclassmen out there and it was just something that was really special i mean not not what i told the boys is not very many guys get a chance you know to, to play for a single championship in their lifetime let alone two yeah, let alone two in the same season. And for the fact, you know, not only did we win two, but the way we did it where the boys won all three games, three to two in overtime, and in all three games, we had a lead going into the third period, and we got tied. And so to be able to refocus and, and, and get the job done was just I, – I couldn't have been prouder yeah, that, uh, of the effort. That's kind of what I wanted to ask you about next. I mean, it's – like you mentioned, it's three – Three games in the in the MAPHL playoffs. It's three third period leads squandered. Um, right. That led to overtime winning goals. But when those three leads are squandered and you're sitting in that huddle um, at intermission to go into overtime, I mean these are high school kids. They're emotional. They can get thrown off their game. And like you mentioned, like even when St. John scored that last goal, it's some of them kind of have that look in their eyes, like like they've lost. But it's still a two two right. game. But so what do you say in that huddle? How do you compose uh, the team? Uh, all three of those games. I mean, I'm, I feel like at the point of the third game they're kind of like all right we've been here we've done this it's the exact same thing but i mean what do you say in that huddle those three intermissions you know and especially the saint john's game the, the, what I, and it's a blur so i couldn't even really tell you exactly right. what i said except that boys were fine we're we've been fine all year we've been fine all week you're fine you're gonna be fine yep they tied it but you were in fine shape right. stick together. And it was just one of those things where you, you, you just try to, to, to try to build them back up positively because everyone's feeling down at that point. And to just remind them, like, what did you do to get here? What have you done all season? You, you faced adversity in the past. We, we've come back from being down in games and we were, we were trailing to, um, you know, well, we were trailing to St. John's and had to tie them up in the regular season with 30 seconds to go. I mean, we, we were trailing against George, down prep in the semifinals. Right. I mean, 
So it, it was nothing really new in terms of the adversity. Um, it, it was really just trying to get them to calm, calm down, refocus. But w one thing, and I, I want to make sure I, I don't forget to mention this, is um, our goaltender. Yes, uh, I wanted to bring that up. We saw the we saw the picture on Twitter, uh, Max Weinstein. Well, uh, three days after winning the championship, he gets surgery for a torn labrum. I mean, talk yep. about that. How how long was he injured? How many games did he play injured? And just talk about he his resilience. Oh, Matt, he was injured all season long. I mean, I remember speaking to him way back before crowds in November, and he hadn't. You know, he was telling me about his hip issue, et cetera. So, well, you know, we'll play it by ear. When you need time, you 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 take time. You know, we'll we'll, we'll be fine. And. I can only think of one, maybe two occasions where he just said, coach, I, I really can't, I really can't go today. And um, none of us really understood how bad it is um, or how badly he was injured. And, you know, when, when I went over to visit him and spoke to his, to his dad and he said, you know, when the surgeons, when they went in there, they couldn't believe he was actually even able to play. I mean, the amount of pain he must have played through um, it is it is really. I mean, it just it just speaks to to the heart that that boy had, and he he didn't just you know he, he wasn't just average for us. I mean, he he made saves that kept us in games, that protected leads, that kept us from going down by more than one goal. Um, and just the difference between his play this year and, and last year were just leaps and bounds different. And I just can't say enough about him. And, and he was uh, our clear MVP for the season. Okay. I mean, you know, we had some guys that put up some great numbers and things of that nature, but w without Max and Ned, I mean, we just we wouldn't have had anywhere near the success we had, and that just that that just tells you all you need to know about the heart of that young man. Yeah, for sure. Because I wasn't. I mean, obviously, you're not going to go around telling the league and other people that hey, our goalie's been hurt all year. Our goalie's hurt. So <laughs> it's crazy to see that come out. Like we said, that tweet at the end of the day where he gets, you know, three days later he gets the surgery. But Coach Erickson, uh, we appreciate you coming on. Congrats on. I guess putting in moderately a dream season uh, for the Landon Bears there. And it looks like you guys have come back to the top after what was seemingly, you know, a couple rough years a couple years ago. But the Landon Bears back on top. Thanks so much for the time. I really appreciate it. It was great to speak with you. Thanks to Coach Erickson for hopping on. Congratulations to the Landon Bears there for an absolute hell of a season. Uh, let's kick it over to the MSHL now. It is, to no surprise, guys, the Winston Churchill Bulldogs nine-time MSHL champion, six in a row. I mean, <laughs> talk about a dynasty. It's They go on, they beat Bethesda Chevy Chase four to three, guys. So Winston Churchill starts to scoring off uh, in the first period. They get the lone goal from Nicholas Carline. Uh, one to nothing after the first. Second period now, it's Bethesda Chevy Chase. Bowie Lanter, uh, he gets an even strength goal. It's a 1-1 game after the second period, and it's... Time to go uh, for both teams, and then we get a one, two, three, four, five goal third period. So Bethesda Chevy Chase, twenty-four seconds in, Isaac Blank, he gets uh, he gets the Barons on top, two to one. Winston Churchill then uh, it's a two thirty-five mark. Thomas Haas he gets one, ties it up at two apiece, and then about thirty seconds later, twenty-nine seconds later, Samuel Margell uh, he makes it three to two Bulldogs, and then Bethesda Chevy Chase, Hill Gordy he makes it three to three, and then thirteen forty-one. So about a minute and a half left in the game, a little less. It's Sam Margell again, even strength. It's a 4-3 win 
uh, for Bethesda. I mean, for Winston Churchill. Bethesda Chevy Chase looks like they take three penalties in the game. Uh, if these stats are correct on the website, Winston Churchill they stay out of the box, which is I mean, obviously huge if you're not getting a power play in a championship game as the other team. It's going to be tough to garner some momentum, get some scoring chances. So. Congrats to Winston Churchill. Uh, if you look at the ever-so-delightful Washington Post, who's just kind of clueless all the time, they don't have Winston Churchill at all in the top ten. No, they don't. So <laughs> I guess sorry about that, Winston Churchill, even though you just won your sixth straight championship. Bark down. Off the bar. Bark, bark down. Cross, bark and down. Off the bar and down. All right, guys, we now welcome on two of the champs from Lake Braddock here. We got Riley Birch and Ethan Hoffman. Guys, what's going on? Uh, how are you? Yeah, how are you? Good, good. So, Riley, we'll start with you, and then we'll get to Ethan, and then we'll kind of just go through the playoffs for you guys. So, Riley, second team all-league, 268 goals against average. Talk about your year, how it was for you uh, in the crease there. Um, This year, I said I played pretty well. I think we faced a lot of better teams. Um, There's a lot of talent, especially in the CSA trade. We can play a lot because this is my third year now playing with them. Yeah, I honestly say that the whole league, and especially Lake Braddock, we've grown a lot over these three years. Gotcha. So, Ethan, how about you? Honorable mention, five and nine for 14 points. Uh, talk about your season a little bit there. Um, we, we did pretty well. I mean, there's obviously always room for improvement for everyone out there, even, even Charlie, even me, even our uh, seniors that did well. But I think overall, for my four years – on the team, it's we've done as well as we could have given the opportunities that we've had. Yeah, and you're going out on top here, so let's let's start it there. You guys are the two seed coming into the playoffs. First game against Bishop Ireton, a tough team, uh, and you beat them three to nothing. Riley, you get the shutout. Uh, I wanted one of you guys just talk about that game first. Yeah, you go ahead. E. Um, we all just kind of came together and was like, "This is our last year." We made some guidelines for kids to uh, definitely dress up and show up because you dress how you play that mindset okay i like it yeah and, uh, look good play good play good feel good yeah feel good win big games <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh a lot of the kids did commit to that and we had people show up who haven't really been there all year one of the goals was scored by christian bailey who hadn't really been playing as well the entire year Right. So then, Riley, you get a shutout in that game. Uh, was was there a heavy amount of shots in that game? Was it kind of low-key? I mean, talk about your play in that game and also the defense right there in front of you. Um, I think it was a pretty decent game. I think they had somewhere close to the high 20, low 30 amount of shots. Okay. So pretty high safe shutout for me. Um, I think it just worked well with the defense because, like, as a goalie, like, you play a lot better if you can see the shots. So. If you're working with your defense and you're letting you see stuff, easy to make saves. For sure. So the next round, it's off to Washington Liberty defending champs. You guys get that 3-2 win. Uh, Charlie gets two goals. Ethan, you get one. Uh, which one did you get? First, second, game winner? I got the game winner. Oh, there you go. So take us through that play and uh, kind of when it happened in the game and kind of what all went down for you to find that puck and put it in the back of the net. So uh, what happened was that we were like on a – I think it was a penalty kill actually. Yeah. And uh, we threw the puck down. And one of their one of their defensemen misplayed the puck, and it ended up behind him. I just lifted his stick up, went around the net, and shot it right over the nearest side shoulder. 
boom, and there it is. Was that third period, second period? How late in the game was that? Uh, I think that was second period because they ended up scoring two goals after that, I think. Gotcha. Okay, so you guys built that 3 nothing lead and then kind of let them creep back in but held it down and got away with the win, huh? Yeah. There it is. So then you go off to the championship, so you just beat the defending champs. It's T.C. Williams. They're undefeated. Kind of what's the mindset in the locker room and with the team and with you guys going into that game, first of all? Um, I just say I think coming out that win, the boys are kind of buzzing. And um, uh, this will be, the for us seniors, the second time in three years that we're going to the playoffs, for me personally. And I think the year before they went to the finals, too. Yeah. Um, so, like, everyone, everyone was kind of excited and, like, ready for finally like seal the deal our last year yeah and you guys uh do seal the deal so kind of take me through that game a little bit it's a 4-1 game i mean did you guys just kind of throttle them the whole game i mean that's kind of uh you know tc williams they're undefeated they're nine to know and then you guys beat them four to one i mean was that just kind of did you guys outplay them that entire game or was it kind of closer than what the score reflected i feel like it was a little bit closer than the score reflected i think riley helped in that game there you go. Yeah, take us through that, Riley. Uh, championship game as a goalie. I mean, all the pressure's on you. Like we said, you're going up against a damn good team that's been, you know, lighting it up this year. I mean, how did you kind of stay stay in a, the right mental place and then only let up one goal? Um, personally, the ability to stay in, like, the right mental place, I'd say it's just doing the simple things. If you're not trying to do too much, if you do the basics, everything else will kind of work out and pan out in your favor. And then it starts, like, if I'm calm, the team's going to be calm. So for sure, by making yeah. the saves, then it gives the team kind of some energy to uh, run off with. Yeah, they can get going. Um, so for the goals in that game, uh, stats went online. But Ethan, did you get any of those? Any points or anything? No, I didn't. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I had an assist. But... <laughs> oh, they took it from you? That's when you got to go up to the ref and be like, yo, buddy, this is my number here. Why don't you get me on the stat sheet there? Yeah. But, uh, but... but yeah, good stuff. Uh, you guys both seniors or you got another year? Any, anybody got another year? No, no, we're both seniors. both seniors. All right, so that's that's one hell of a way to end it. There, you get that CSHL championship, first one for Lake Braddock. There, uh, what are what are what are future plans? Any future hockey plans? Um, for me, hopefully, go play like ACHA at least. There you go. In college. And for Birch. Um. Yeah, I don't know. A couple of ACHA kind of club teams looking at me, and then I have an opportunity to go possibly play juniors, maybe all. Or um, might stick around and do like community college and one year since I'm a O2 young birth year. There you go, love to hear it. So, Riley Birch, Ethan Hoffman, the the bad boys of Lake Braddock hockey, baby champions. Uh, congrats on a hell of a year, and uh, thanks for coming on. All right, guys, uh, we just finished with Ethan and Riley, but we got uh, Charlie Wojcik on first team all league, seventeen five and twenty two on the year. Charlie, what's up, man? What's up? Good. So from the champion Lake Braddock squad there in the CSHL, let's just kind of talk about your year uh, on a personal standpoint there. I mean, leading the team uh, up there in the league stats and just, yeah, talk about what made the year so well for you. Um. Yeah, it was my senior year. I was really having a good time, and I was really just trying to do the most I could for the team, made sure we were winning. For sure. So we kind of went through the playoff, the three playoff games with those guys. Uh, I mean, you kind of – Picked the team up. You you scored some big goals. Let's talk about that uh, Washington Liberty game first. There, I mean, two goals for you. Talk 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 us through those two goals and uh, what helped you find the puck in the back of the net there. Uh, Washington and Liberty was a big game for me because I felt like I didn't play that well against Bishop Ireton. So I felt like I really had to step it up and 
score a few to keep the team going. And that's what I did. So For sure, yeah. I believe you got those first two and then Ethan got the third. I think you said shorthanded. Uh yeah, I think so. There I it wasn't... is. So let's 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 go to the championship game here. Uh what's kind of your mindset going into that game? You're going up against T C Williams, you know, undefeated, pretty damn good team, the best team throughout the year. I mean, what are you guys uh thinking in terms of a team and your your own personal standpoint there? Um, I knew we could beat them. But I knew we just had to work really hard, try the hardest we could. I knew Riley had to play well. I had to play well. The whole team pretty much had to play well. So we were just really focused, really hyped up, and we knew we could win. So we just went in there with that mindset. Yeah, and it's a it's a four to one win. It's kind of dominating. Like I told those guys. I mean, I asked them if it was it as dominating as the score kind of seemed. Uh, they said it was a lot closer game, but uh, stats aren't online. Did you get any talks in that game? What did you say? I said, did you get any talks in that game? The stats aren't online for it. Oh, yeah. I had two <laughs> goals. I had the first and third goal, I believe. There you go. So, uh, yeah, take us through both those games. I mean, it's a big championship game. I mean, what's the how how did both of those go in, the first and third, and kind of what were the emotions like? Uh, the first one was a steal at the blue line breakaway, and I just put it in. And the second one was there was a scrum in front of the net, and the puck just popped out. And I buried it, but really high emotions, especially on the third one, because the third one was like kind of sealed the game. I ended up like jumping into the glass, and we had a huge student section, and it was just really big, really yeah, important. Not a ton of time left, I'd imagine. So yeah, you get that three to one to go up to, and you're feeling pretty damn good. Uh, so you said senior. So any future hockey plans? I mean, what's next for you? Um, I think I'll be playing club at Boston University. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That sounds like a damn good time. So, Charlie Wojcik, yeah. we appreciate you coming on. Congrats to you guys and the entire Lake Braddock team on a uh, championship season, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you for having me. Bart down. Off the bar. Bart, Bart down. Us, Bart, and down. Off the bar and down. What a shot. All right, last high school league we have here, the NVSHL. It was a matchup uh, between Chantilly and Riverside. Guys, Chantilly, great regular season. I mean, scoring at that high rate. Uh, but the championship game uh, the other Friday, Ashburn Ice House, Riverside, uh, <laughs> kind of a blowout there, guys. Uh, the Rams, they rack up goals. Uh, they use a physical approach. They dominate. Uh, they beat Chantilly 12-3. to They claim their first ever NVSHL title. Um, Aiden Darnell, who had a hat trick. Uh, Riverside does finish the season 10-1-1. They scored three goals in the first period. Um Trailing by two in the second, Chantilly, who was 12-1, and one, had a chance to cut its deficit. Owen Morgan, guys, we've had their, Chantilly's coach on. He talked about how big of a key he was all season. He gets a penalty shot, um, but no goal. Uh, some people believed it went in. Some people didn't. I didn't see it, so I can't uh, attest to it. But, yeah, officials discussed it. The call remained the same. Um, there's a lot of video of it. But, uh, yeah, very physical approach um, throughout the game by this Riverside team. I mean, laying big bodies. Uh, I mean, that's what you got to do in these championship games, and obviously it helped out. It led to some offense. Darnell, third goal. Uh, that would give Riverside a 5-1 advantage in the middle of the second period. Uh, the Rams ultimately score four times uh, in that second period. Chantilly, I mean, they were they, these guys were scoring around, you know, eight goals a game in the regular season, but, like, we resulted. I mean, Riverside's physical play, we just touched on it. They get 12 penalties. Um, throughout the game. Uh, strong goaltending. Uh, 
Morgan, two-time NBSHL Player of the Year, 45 goals this season. He only scored once uh, for Ch- for Chantilly, but you know Riverside was just shutting him down, probably beating the wheels off of him, putting big bodies on him. Uh, you eliminate him from the game, there's a good chance that Chantilly's team is not going to score a high amount of goals. So that's what it is, guys. Riverside, they just kept going, kept going. Four more goals in that third period. Uh, their coach, Ziff, said they really wanted this badly. Uh, they knew from the beginning of the year they really wanted a chance. So, yeah, I'd say they'd want it pretty badly if they're able to pull off a 12-3 to win. So congrats to Riverside on their first ever NVSHL title. And it is the DMV Champs episode, so we're going to end the episode with something a little special. So another championship here in the DMV out of the Maryland Heroes Hockey League. Uh, we've got the D.C. Fire Hockey Team, guys. We've got Rob on. Uh, he tells us all about the Maryland Hero Hockey League. He talks all about D.C. Fire, uh, everything the league does to fundraise and show support throughout the year and just yeah, the grind of the Maryland Hockey Heroes uh, season. So f- without further ado, let's end this episode with uh, Rob from DC Fire Hockey, the champions. All right, guys, we now welcome on a member of the DC Fire Hockey team, Rob, coming off that championship. Rob, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good. So let's just first kind of talk about the MAHHL and the DC Fire Hockey Club. So we'll start with you guys, kind of explain, you know, the DC Fire Hockey team, how it began and kind of everything behind it, the story behind it. Cool. Yeah. So it started, I want to say like roughly 25 years, 20 or about 20 years ago. Um, it was kind of an unofficial thing for a little bit. Like the first year it was really like more of an official thing was 1999. So we're going on like 20 years now. And, uh, basically it was, uh, a bunch of guys used to get together, um, you know, after work every now and then and, uh, and go play pickup just because, you know, they're like, Hey, we all, we all like hockey. Let's go play pickup together a little bit. Uh, and then that turned into them doing a, a little bit more of official thing. They officially, you know, started a team just to play in some beer leagues around, uh, you know, a, a year or two after that. And then, um, you know, they've we've been doing, you know, mostly beer league hockey for the last 20, you know, years or so. And then uh, a couple of years ago when the uh, MHHL started. So like a lot of the beer leagues we played in other other departments had right. teams and, you know, we would all just you know, play each other, but we would do it in, you know, beer leagues or we would do it at our, at our tournament. Um, so a couple of years ago, the MHHL got started and turned into a, just a public safety hockey league. So this was, I think the fourth, the, the first season we did was kind of like a half season. Let's see how this goes and everything. Um, it went great. And, uh, we just finished up our uh, fourth season, uh, with, uh, with the heroes league. Um, so, you know, that's great. And that's, Essentially, it's just a public safety league. So, please fire uh, EMS right. military. Um, just all getting together, playing each other. So, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's just a good time for all of us. Yeah, it looks like it's up to what seven teams now, and you guys play a twenty game schedule. So that's uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good season right there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a real good season. Um, it works out well for us because unlike a lot of the beer leagues that we were playing in, the games because most of us work shift work. So you know, like right. Uh, you know, we're either working one day, you know, 24 hours and having two or three days off. Um, the police work, you know, a, a similar schedule. So we have daytime games, uh, which works out really well for all of us, especially, you know, ones like me that have kids that those, you know, those nighttime games interfere with, you know, practices and schoolwork and taking kids everywhere. So, like, it, it just works out all around for us. And the competition's been getting better every year. Uh, the games have been getting more competitive. So it's just, I mean, it's real good. Yeah, so kind of something 
<clears throat> I'll ask about real quick before we get into you guys' championship. So you, you used to play in beer league, and everybody kind of knows how beer league goes. It gets you chipping and all. What's the uh, competitiveness in this league? Does this kind of get out of hand sometimes between some police and some firefighters? Or you know, what's, um, what's the chippiness level in this league? It, 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 it's funny because that's, um, you know, it's something that I think a little bit, you know, going into the first year, we were we were a, a little bit worried about it. Although, honestly, we had played, um, especially the first year, we had played against most of those teams already and, you know, just in the regular leagues. And, you know, you would think, oh, please fire. There's a big rivalry between the two. Um, but it's actually not that way at all. I mean, it's they're, they're very competitive games. Um, and it's hockey, so, you yeah. know, sometimes it's got tempers. It's natural, yeah. Yeah, you know, tempers are flair, but um, the, the one thing I actually like a lot about this league is because most of the teams know each other very well, um, like I said, it'll be competitive on the ice, and it might get a little, you know, it's hockey, but everything stays on the ice. Um, nothing, you know, there's there's never anything, you know, coming back to the locker rooms, there's no, like, larger animosities or anything, and what it really boils down to is, like, it's a public safety league, so right. we all know that we all have to go to work the next day. Um, we all know exactly what everybody else does for a living. Exactly, you know what we're all dealing with. You know, no one wants to. No one wants to have to miss a lot of work because they got injured in a hockey game. Um, no one wants to, you know, have to miss work because they got injured in a fight in a hockey game. So, you know, there's there's a lot of competitiveness. Um, you know, it's 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 a non-checking league, but there's you know there's still contact, but you know it's nothing. It's nothing egregious at right. all. Um, you know, like it's it's good competitive hockey, but without you know, I want to say without any of the dirtiness or you know cheap 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 shots that sometimes come with you know a regular a regular beer leagues you know every now and then. For sure. So yeah, let's just let's talk about the playoffs then. So you guys, it looks like you get seven teams. So you finish top two, I believe. You get a buy all the way to the semifinal. So just kind of take us through that semifinal game and then the uh, the championship game there. Yeah, so um, we've done it a little bit different every year, um, depending on how the teams are. And like we have a we have a captains meeting over the summer every year to decide kind of how the next year is going. Right. But um, all the teams make it, <clears throat> um, and then yeah, the first the first two teams get a bye the first week, and then I think this year I think because it was an uneven number of teams, um, the last the the bottom two play, and then I think what happened is the bottom two after the winner of that had to play a doubleheader that day to go to make it to like, that was kind of the wild card spot. So they had to win that game to make it to the next round. And then uh, first two, first two teams, top two teams get a buy. So they only end up having to play, uh, you know, the semifinals and then the finals. Right. Okay. Gotcha. And then, yeah, you guys get to the championship game. Looks like it's a bit of a spectacle there. I mean, they have the flag ceremony looks like beforehand. So just kind of take us through the entire show. That is the <coughs> championship game in that league. Yeah, yeah, it was something um, we made that decision over the summer this year. Um, the last couple years, um, the first couple years of the league, we basically, it was just another game. Um, you know, it was our regular, you know, 9 o'clock in the morning, 11 o'clock in the morning, during the day, Friday. Um, no big spectacle, it was just, you know, just another thing. Um, we made a decision as a, as a, as a league, um, all the team captains at our meeting, over the summer, we made a decision to let's let's do the championship up a little bit more, um, kind of increase, try to increase the league's profile a little bit. Um, and then also we made the decision to make it a game that you had to pay for admission. And right. we you know decided ahead of time that whichever two teams were uh, in the finals, whatever that admission cost would go to a charity that the two teams agreed on. Um, this year it was us and the Howard Heat. 
they had uh, one of their firefighters that's battling cancer. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, they had asked us if, if, if that would be okay with us to do that. And, you know, of course, you know, we didn't, we'd already, we, we've got our own tournament that we do for our burn foundation every year. And we had just had a benefit for uh, one of our own players who's got kidney failure. So, you know, we had just done a bunch of stuff for us. So when they said that they've got a guy in need, I was like, yeah, sure. You know, you guys can, we'll, we'll do the whole door, everything. So all the money that we made, I think we made like 3,700 or something nice. um, for it. Um, and that's all going right to, right to his family and everything to help them, uh, to help them deal with, with his, uh, with his cancer battle. Yeah. We've seen you guys do like the benefit for Ben and a couple stuff. So does that, does every team kind of do that throughout the season or is it kind of league wide that the league <coughs> tries to put on benefits or is it on each team individually kind of throughout the season? Well, Cause obviously being the heroes league and whatnot, you're, you guys are going to do a lot for people. Yeah, so it, it kind of depends a little bit. Um, like I said, as far as the teams, I think our team has probably been around longer than than anybody else's. So even starting like 15, I, I can't remember the first year that they did it because I wasn't with the team, but we've done a tournament every year that we're actually, we have coming up in April. Um, and that's uh, usually between 16 and 24 teams that, um, and all of that money goes to benefit our DC Firefighters Burn Foundation, right. which helps, you know, deal with not only our firefighters that get burned, but any burn victims in the whole DMV area. So we've done that for a long time. And then as teams, I can't really speak individually for each other team, like specifically to what they do. Right. But I know every team that's involved in the league um, we'll do benefit games um, as as sort of a regular part of what they what they do. Like we all go to you know we'll we'll play, you know we'll 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 get together and play each other, or we'll play other public safety teams from different places around the country. And usually we try to you know we want to we want to do something like yeah it's cool to go out and play hockey and that's always fun, but we always want to do something try to give back a little bit more to the community. So for sure, um, I know every year we'll do probably two or three. Uh, two or three, you know, benefit games, whether they're for our own people or, you know, for the other team's people or, you know, we, we've traveled. We went to Pennsylvania um, over the summer and played a game for the Shriners that I think that benefited their uh, their hospital that they have there. So as our like I said, our team do, does that. I know a lot of the other teams uh, we'll do the same thing. Like even even if it's something as small as like, hey, let's get together for a little like you know, just a fun game, even something as simple as like asking people to bring a, you know, not having a price of admission, but bring canned foods for, you know, a food drive or something like that. And then as a league, um, this is the first year we did that as part of the championship. But mm -hmm. we also um, this year, uh, the team captain from MPD um, from their team uh, organized a um, Toys for Tots drive. So the whole nice. league was involved in that. So as a league, that was those were the two big things we did was that and then the, the championship game. And both of those went incredibly well. So like I said, as a league, we're still, you know, young and growing as a league, but we're we're looking to make sure that we sort of continue that tradition of, you know, giving back to the community with what we do as well. For sure. So that's kind of the last thing I'll ask you about. I mean, what are the future plans for this league? Because I mean, I feel like this is a league that could turn into, you know, a DMV kind of, you've got teams from Virginia, DC, and next thing you know, there's 20 teams in this league with <clears throat> fire departments and police right. departments and everything. So um, I think we've got um, potentially, and again, like this is just me speaking as, a, as, as, as just our team, my understanding right. of it. We haven't had our, we haven't had our, you know, post meeting, uh, our, you know, postseason meeting and everything, but like we've talked about expansion and everything. And right now I think we have a couple more teams that are planning on joining the league next year. 
Um, so we would like to continue to to continue to grow and to continue to increase our profile. Um, but we're also we want to make sure that we're careful about how we do that. Um, right. We don't want it to turn into something where we grow too fast and then can't hold it together and then dissolve because, you know, we, we, we decided to do too many teams or try to get too big too fast. So right. I think we're it's something that we want to see. Um, we want to see survive for a long time. It's a great thing. Um, so, like I said, we want to we, we want to increase the profile and make sure that, that more people are aware of what we're what we're doing and be able to give back more. So I think we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, we're adding a couple teams next year. And then after that, I think, I think every year it's just kind of an evaluation of right. let's see what we can do to, you know, make the league better and w- without try- trying to, I guess, overextend what we're doing. And, you know, our, our main goal right. is to kind of run it down by trying to overdo it. Right. Exactly. So our, our main goal is just to make sure that we're, we're having healthy turnouts and all the teams are happy and we're, you know, we're, we're doing what we can um, to, to stay around for, for a while. Love it. Well, Rob, congrats to you and the DC Fire team on the, the championship this year, and thanks for coming on and talking about your program and the entire uh, Heroes Hockey League as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Trying to find the peace in me I wanna be 